from Optimized Health, this is the True Health Podcast, where we unlearn diet culture and optimize our life, one tip and story at a time. Today's episode is episode 17, and we are going through the health lessons that we can learn from Ecuador. Um, I spent the past week in Ecuador on vacation uh, for a friend's wedding, as well as kind of extending the trip. Um, And I learned so many things. I had so many reminders um, that I knew, but it's easy for us to forget. I have my personal journal open next to me right now because I was jotting down some reflections while I was there. And we're going to kind of go through my personal journal, talk through some examples, things I learned, reminders that I think we can all benefit from. It was an incredible, uh, rich, beautiful trip. much more meaningful than I even expected it to be. Um, So I just want to share some of that with you guys today. Real quick, before we jump into all of that, a couple housekeeping things. First, a few of you have asked, you know, what is the best thing I can do to support the podcast or people are really enjoying it, which is awesome. It's super appreciated. Um, The number one thing you could do is to subscribe or follow to the podcast on whichever app you are using right now to listen to it. Um, leave a five-star review, leave a comment, or share an episode with a friend, post on social media with a link to it. Any of that kind of stuff really helps. Um, Not just support, you know, myself and Optimized Health and the whole podcast, but also help it kind of populate more easily in search engines, all that kind of stuff. Um, Next, we only have three more spots uh, as of today, as of the date of this recording, We have three more spots for our in-person wellness retreat happening March 23rd to 26, 2023 in Sonoma County in Northern California. We have a handful of amazing workshops from several uh, special guest facilitators that are going to cover everything from mental health and forest therapy to seasonal cooking workshops to... um, digestion, hormone health, uh, fitness, personalizing your health plan, just amazing workshops. But we're also going to have things like group yoga on the river here. We're going to have group hiking. I mean, it's going to be incredible. Uh, We have wine tasting, olive oil tasting. So check it out, uh, www.optimizehealthcoaching.com slash retreat. Just reach out if you're curious. Um, There's tons of info on the website. And then the last thing is next week, again, next week from the date that this airs, um, we are going to be launching two special New Year's packages. um, So keep an eye out for that. It'll be on our website, on our Instagram. One, which we do every year, is something we refer to as the two-week reset. So instead of kind of a January detox or anything super restrictive or extreme, uh, we have spent many, 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 many hours, myself and the rest of the Optimized Health coaching team, creating a program that is based around uh, eating real food, cooking food yourself. Um, it's really special and amazing. And every year, whoever signs up, if you want to, we get a group together and we all kind of do it together to just kickstart the new year. Um, so that will be on our website. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And then we are also kind of for a more robust 
offering doing what we're kind of referring to as this new year kickstart bundle. It's going to be a mix of discounted health coaching with personal training sessions, um, included a copy of the two-week reset in there for you. So it's kind of a bundle of health, fitness, overall integrative wellness uh, services to just give you kind of a more robust experience to start the year. Okay, now that all that is behind us, let's talk Ecuador. So like I said, I was there for a week, uh, a little over a week technically. Shout out to Matt and Emily, uh, close friends who got married there. But this was my first time, not just in Ecuador, but in South America. Um, There were many things as far as what I maybe expected it to be that it was not, um, that was really kind of powerful and I could talk more about um, in general. But for today, I want to really focus on some kind of health and wellness and cultural and community-driven things that I noticed and learned on this trip that I think, especially in America, um, we could learn from. So I was, I journaled every day I was there. I was just blown away. It was absolutely gorgeous, um, amazing people, some of the kindest people I've ever met, beautiful weather, incredible food, um, all of it. So I just wanted to share a few of the things I learned on this trip that I wrote down. I mentioned it earlier. I have my journal open next to me, and we're going to kind of go through some of those key concepts um, and what I learned on the trip that I think we could all benefit from. Okay, so first, first on the list, we are talking about a concept that's really important to think about because it might sound a little um, complex when I first say it, but I'm gonna unpack it and it's gonna make sense. So the first concept that I sort of noticed in my own experience on this trip that I wanna take with me is the concept of separating joy from achievement. So saying that again, separating joy from achievement. Um, I think for myself in the past and for many of us, um, there's a bit of, I don't know if ego is necessarily the right word to it. I don't mean ego in a you know overly arrogant uh, sort of way. I mean it just in almost a, self-protection sort of maybe defense mechanism sort of way where we typically want to do the things we're already good at. We typically don't go out and publicly do things that are really uncomfortable, really unnatural, out of our comfort zone, or that we know for sure we're going to be quote-unquote bad at. Um, We typically are drawn towards continuing to do the things we're already doing Um, and continuing to focus on things maybe subliminally around achievement, status, uh, sometimes money, that type of stuff. Um, And so I found myself on this trip doing several things or saying yes to different experiences that I've either never had in front of me before or have had in front of me before and kind of been like, oh, no, that's not my thing. I don't do that. Um, And I wanted to really go into this trip noticing those stories that I was telling myself, right? I don't do blank. And really kind of being like, wait, even if I'm bad at this, even if I can't achieve something or be great at this, I'm going to go do it for the sake of doing something new and different. And the joy that comes from that is more of the priority than what can I show off? What can I achieve? What am I already great at? So for me, some examples of that, um, I had never surfed in my life. 
and the opportunity came up to do a surf lesson, right? So this sounds kind of basic, but this is something I've never done in my life, um, especially on a personal level, you know, having been well over 300 pounds and kind of unhealthy for the majority of my adult life, um, that didn't seem like it was in the cards for me. Uh, it's just not a thing I do is kind of the, the narrative I would have told myself uh, for the last many years of my life. And so knowing I was going to be terrible at it, knowing I was not going to just get up my first time surfing and be great, but also treating it as an opportunity to change that story I was telling myself and just have the joy of doing something different and being in the water and being in nature and trying something new was more important than am I going to be good at this or not. Um, sure enough, I got up on the board twice. I fell about, you know, 150 times, but I got up twice. Um, and there's no better or worse, right? Like, that's my point. Me jumping up and getting on the board and riding the wave is not better or worse than me jumping up and nosediving like I did over and over and over uh, because it's not about the achievement. It's about the joy of the process and trying something new and all those things that come of that. I still have bruises and scrapes all over my body. Uh, it was painful, but awesome. And um, yeah, I loved it. Uh Running, right? I love to run. I run regularly. I had never run barefoot on the beach before. So going out, instead of being like, okay, my pace isn't, my watch is telling me my pace is slower than usual. What's wrong with me? What's going on? It was, I'm going to go out there and get sand and mud and water on my feet and do something I haven't done before and enjoy the hell out of it. And I ended up running every day I was there and... It was the most fun I've had doing any workout in a very long time. So separating joy from achievement, you know, if you really wanted to tie that back to another kind of past story is when I was first beginning to work out. So back through my 130 pounds, you know, the first 70 pounds, and I've talked about this on prior episodes, the first 70 pounds, I never went to a gym. I was just going on walks and eating differently. But once I did start going to the gym, there was a fear because in my head, I was just not a person that goes to the gym. That's not something I do. That's for other people, all of that kind of stuff. And I remember early on in that process, um, noticing that and changing that mindset and being like, okay, I'm bad, quote unquote, at exercise. That's fine. It's all good. I'm going to keep showing up. And in a weird way, if I'm worse, again, it's kind of weird to think of it that way, but if I'm worse or, you know, less familiar or experienced with strength training, for example, then instead of looking at that as everybody else in the gym knows what they're doing and they're better than me and this is intimidating, I'm actually going to get the most benefit of any person in this entire gym with every single rep that I do because it's unfamiliar. And all of a sudden, that's a positive. Um, so that's something from the past obviously unrelated to this trip, but that's an example of how in my own kind of weight loss, that same mindset worked in my favor. So first is separating that joy from achievement because as you work on any new routine, that could be a health plan all the way to a morning routine, evening routine, whatever, fitness, any piece of your health journey, it's gonna be uncomfortable. There's gonna be newness and discomfort to building that new habit. And our natural tendency when we're not achieving, when we're not already great at it, 
that discomfort leads to us running away to something more familiar. And what might be more familiar is playing on your phone for half an hour uh, to start the day. So even if it's not the habit you want, your brain is gonna move towards the familiar um, <clears throat> concept. And so what we wanna do is catch ourselves, notice when that's happening, switch it around and go, I understand why this is difficult. It's because I'm not achieving, I'm not feeling good at this. But actually trying to kind of have that beginner's mind and sort of embrace the clunkiness and the newness and the difficulty of the habit that isn't quite yet there um, unlocks something really incredible um, where you can actually enjoy the process of your growth instead of only focusing on the end result. So that is number one. Number two is the mindset around food. So when we were there, <clears throat> the food was absolutely incredible. Um, there was never a moment where anybody was thinking about how many carbs are in this meal, right? What are the macros involved? How many grams of protein is in this? Um, oh no, my, my intermittent fasting window is telling me I have to eat at this time. Like, no, that's not the thinking. The, the, the focus of the food was more around, um, a, what sounded good and delicious, but B, how fresh is this? You know, all the food we ate was local. It was delicious. It was tons of fish and we were staying kind of on the water. So tons of fish, tons of amazing fruit, tons of veggies, right? Nobody's sitting there going, wait, this juice and this bowl of fruit and these plantains I'm having, you know, this is too many carbs in this breakfast. No, it's fresh food, it's delicious, it's from the area, it's focused on kind of purifying, nourishing your body with a focus, again, on that fresh and local quality as opposed to obsessing over calorie counting, macros, how many carbs have I had today compared to protein, this type of stuff. Um, a lot of the food that we vilify in America are carbohydrates um, for some reason. That's become a thing. A lot of people think carbs are evil. I would say the vast majority of what I ate while I was there were carbs. The vast majority. We were having fruit and kind of porridge and juice and plantains and granolas and rice and beans and corn, and it was delicious and it was just fine. So it's just worth changing that mindset. You know, Michael Pollan, uh, who is brilliant and kind of an idol of mine, phrased this in one of his books where he said, in America, we are the country that is most obsessed with diet and the least healthy. So we are obsessing over diet and the result is we are the least healthy or one of the least healthy countries in the world. So that's worth thinking about, right? So instead of thinking how fresh and local and delicious is this, we're obsessing over calories and kind of restricting and binging and going back and forth with that mindset. Um, so first, separating joy from achievement. Second is changing that food mindset away from obsession and restriction and deprivation and overanalyzing it and focusing more on where does this food come from? Is this seasonal? Is this local? Is this actually gonna nourish my body and make me feel better after the meal than I did before? Third is around community and the power of community and environment. Um, 
before the wedding that we were there for. I mentioned we extended the trip, stayed several days beforehand. We stayed at this incredible um, retreat center, you could call it, um, property community called Vicara. Um, it is a beautiful, incredible place um, run by some amazing people, Rowie, Nadia. Um, I mean, there were just incredible people there that we became friends with and I'm excited to stay in touch with. But I noticed, you know, the community around us while we were there we're all like-minded people, right? Everybody's not doing the exact same thing. Everybody's doing whatever makes sense for them, but taking care of your body, moving your body, eating fresh, healthy food, taking care of your mind and your mindset and stress relief, um, access to nature, like these, these types of things, quality conversation with people and reflection, you know, this type of stuff was just happening. And I noticed all the people staying there was a small kind of boutique property with only a handful of people there at a time. But I remember one morning waking up, I was having coffee to start the day, I was about to go run on the beach. And there was one person next to me who was stretching. And she, you know, we kind of said hi, she was about to go meditate before um, a yoga class. There was another person who was about to go do yoga on the beach. I was about to go run. They had fresh coffee and fresh fruit out. In that environment, eating healthy and feeling good became easy. It was easy because that was around me and everybody was doing it. And again, like I personally, you know, care so much about this, I would have been healthy regardless, but it's worth it's worth noticing. Like for me, I remember this moment being like, this is so refreshing to be in a situation where me feeling good doesn't feel like I need to sort of work against everything around me, which is honestly a lot of the time how I feel um, with American culture and society and just how all this this uh, is set up systematically. Here, you know, there it's like, if I wanted to eat like shit and sit on a couch and watch TV, that would have actually been really difficult to do there. Like that would have been really hard to find fried processed food and eat like shit and sit on a couch and watch TV all day um, or sit in a chair at a desk all day. It would have been difficult to do. And that's my point. And I'm not saying you need to live at a wellness resort every day. I'm, I'm realistic, but I'm saying, you know, if the question is how do I take that into my day-to-day -day life, the way you do it is notice your environment. Like think about your handful of close friends right now. You know, how many people in your life, in your friend group, are taking care of themselves, feeling good, encouraging you, supporting you, kind of an accountability partner. And that could be a partner in a relationship, that could be a friendship, that could be coworkers, whatever that looks like. Like who are the people around you and are they pushing you? Is it normal to feel good and be healthy or is it normal to feel like shit and complain about your job and your boss and you know be miserable? My point is, if you can surround yourself with the right environment and community, it becomes easy to make the right choice. And if you're somebody, whether it's weight loss or consistency with a fitness routine, all of it, some of it, it doesn't really matter. Whatever you personally are looking for or need, community is huge. Environment is huge. 
um, it becoming normal and expected to do the right thing and take care of yourself makes the whole thing very easy. So again, first, separating joy from achievement, focusing on that beginner's mind and embracing the discomfort and the newness of building new healthy habits is number one. Number two is the mindset around food, focusing less on obsession and restriction, focusing more on local, seasonal, fresh, is this food going to make me feel better after I eat it? Number three is noticing community and environment around you. And number four is around fitness. And when I say fitness, I don't mean being the fittest person in the world. I mean how and when you move your body and what movement means to you. Um, you know, I think a lot of times we can start to feel either paralyzed by what we see on Instagram or TikTok, right? We can see some super fit uh, trainer or model or whatever doing a million burpees or some crazy, you know, move in a gym and be like, yeah, that's, that's not me. I might as well just not start. Or we can be paralyzed by feeling like we need the perfect gear, the perfect outfit. Um, we have to go to the cool, you know, expensive studio for group fitness classes that's, you know, really pricey and that's also kind of intimidating and maybe a barrier to entry for a lot of people uh, financially or economically, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And what I found so beautiful about this trip was the vast majority, actually, I think 100%, um, now that I think about it and I'm looking at my journal with the different types of things we did, um, of activities we did were free right? They were free. And it doesn't matter. You know, I'm looking here. Meditation is free. Yoga, free to do with a mat, you know, and I'm saying all this, uh, give or take when I say free, but meditation, yoga, breath work, walking, running, hiking, playing soccer, or playing any sport just recreationally outside at a playground. You know, in this case, swimming in the ocean, um, dancing, surfing, like I mentioned, you know, uh, all this kind of stuff. Like this is not 40, 50, $60 classes where you need the new expensive gear and you need everything to line up perfectly and drink your pre-workout before the workout and have the perfect protein shake afterwards and all this kind of stuff. Like, no, you're, you're waking up and you're moving because you deserve to feel good. You're moving your body because you feel better during it. You feel better afterwards. You feel proud of the person you're becoming when you do that. It is not to show off. It is not to be perfect. It is not to go to the coolest studio. It is not to show off for your friend. It's not to do the most intense workout where you feel like I'm only gonna exercise if I'm gonna go crush this hit class right now and otherwise I shouldn't be doing it. It's just moving because you care about yourself, because you deserve to feel good in your body. Regardless of your weight, regardless of your goals, you deserve to feel good. And sometimes when we put up those walls and block ourselves with these expectation and these boundaries, it takes what is something simple and beautiful in moving your body just in the world, in nature, just being a human being moving to feel good. And we turn it into this commodity that becomes 
only accessible to a certain group of people or only accessible because you're telling yourself you don't deserve to join blank group or gym or whatever. And we're missing out on this gigantic opportunity to simply move and feel good. So those are the four things. When you put these together, again, first, separating that joy from achievement. Maybe jot down, what would be fun, even if I'm horrible at this? What just sounds fun? I'm okay if I'm terrible at it. Or what's something new that I know would be good for me that I'm not doing right now because I'm a little bit intimidated by it or I feel like I'm going to be bad or I'm not going to know what to do. Go do that thing and enjoy being bad. Enjoy doing it for the right reason, not for the reason that is around status or achievement or showing off. You know, second, that food mindset, right? Eating food that's going to make you feel better after the meal than you did before. Eating food that's fresh, that's seasonal, that's local ideally. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can be really simple foods, you know, really simple foods, especially on this trip. These were not expensive foods we were eating and they were delicious and you felt amazing afterwards. Um, third, that community environment piece, kind of audit, I'm not saying cut people out of your life because of this, but kind of audit your friend group real quick. Who are the people around you? Am I the only person in your life telling you to eat healthy, telling you to move? You know, hopefully not, but I think that's the case for a lot of people. It becomes easier to do if other people are doing it around you, right? If you're if you're the only person ordering a salad at the pizza place where all your friends are ordering pizza, it's hard to be that person ordering the salad. If you go into a restaurant, you're there with four friends and they're all ordering the salad, it becomes much easier to order the salad. That's all I'm saying. And last, moving your body in nature. Don't worry about being perfect. Don't worry about uh, only going for the cool thing. Um, changing your mindset around exercise and remove the word fitness and exercise and replace it with movement and outdoors and see what happens when you think of it that way. So anyway, those are four keys. I could talk forever about the trip. Some of the nicest people um, I've ever met. I'm already looking up uh, flights and trying to find opportunities over this next year as I plan ahead, my 2023, to go back to uh, whether it's Ecuador or elsewhere in South America. Just incredible trip. Um, some of those things are just kind of the, the tip of the iceberg on things that I learned and noticed, but those are worth sharing. And yeah, if you have any thoughts, questions about any of this, feel free to email me. Feel free to reach out on Instagram. You know, again, whatever anybody needs, I am here. Like I said, we've got this retreat coming up. We have a couple new programs coming up around the new year that we're super excited about. So keep an eye out on the website, on our Instagram at Optimize Health Coaching. And that's it. So thank you. And remember, instead of relying on discipline or willpower in an unhealthy environment, go create a healthy environment. All right. Have a good one.